Welcome to Film Grain, the official podcast of the Film Society of Northwestern Pennsylvania and the Greater Erie Film Office. We preview film productions and events in the region and speak with creative entrepreneurs as Erie carves out its part in the wider industry landscape. I'm Erica Berlin. I'm the president of the Film Society of Northwestern PA. I'm John Lyons, filmmaker, teaching artist, and the executive director of the Film Society of Northwestern Pennsylvania. This week, Film Grain Dinner and a Movie at the Bourbon Barrel presents the new 2K restoration of the haunted house classic, The Uninvited. Our guests are committee members from A Nightmare on State Street, Elena Gallagher, Britton Roselle, Riley White, and Natalie Wiepert. And later, we're going to do a roundtable discussion talking about our favorite horror films. Right. But first, uh, we want to let everyone know that voting is open for Best of Eerie 2019 through the Eerie Reader. If you go to eeriereader.com and click on the banner at the top of the page, please vote for Best Filmmaker. There are 10 nominees, and actually this year 90% of them are filmmakers, which is fantastic. Best Actor, Best Actress, Best Nonprofit, Film Society of Northwestern no kidding, Pennsylvania. we're nominated. And Best Art Event, Film Grain, Dinner in a Movie. Hey! So everybody so. out there listening... Please vote. Please vote. Please vote. And speaking of Film Grain, Film Grain is our Wednesday night film series. It takes place at the Bourbon Barrel, 1213 State Street in downtown Erie, PA. The series features a big screen, couch and table seating options, great company, and as of this month, an upgraded sound system. Yes. Big deal, guys. Big deal if you've been there. It is much better. Dinner is buffet style and included with your admission. Vegetarian options every week and gluten-free on request. Plus table service all night long. Oh, yeah. Reserve your seats when you order online at filmsocietynwpa.org. So this Wednesday, we're screening The Uninvited, which is celebrating its 75th anniversary this year. Um, The story is a pair of siblings from London who purchase a surprisingly affordable, lonely clifftop house. Hmm, I wonder why it's affordable. Only to discover that it actually carries a ghostly price. And soon they're caught up in a bizarre romantic triangle from beyond the grave. So some things to look out for uh, and some notes on this film. This is the first ghost and haunted house movie to take the subject matter seriously. They were normally comedies when Hollywood would do a Hmm. ghost or haunted house pick before The Uninvited. Um, It relies on sound design and suggestion for its scares over like jump scares and Mm -hmm. things that we've grown accustomed to these days. Features a classic score by Victor Young, and it's the first place that the world heard the jazz standard Stella by Starlight. Any fans of Stella by Starlight? Can anyone hum that tune? It doesn't strike a chord <laughs> well, for me. Well, it will be in your head for sure after the movie. As Erica mentioned, this is the new 2K restoration of the film. It's never looked better since its first days on celluloid. Um, this is released through the Criterion Collection, and one behind-the-scenes feature uh, that I found quite sad and tragic is the story of actress Gail Russell. Um, this was her second or third feature, so she signed a contract with Paramount Pictures when she was 18. She did some modeling. The uh, classic story of was discovered you know, by a studio, mm-hmm. signed like a 10- or 15-year contract, she was, like, almost clinically shy 
and had stage fright like crazy. And so starting on this film, um, she began a fatal, which would become a fatal drinking habit. And most of the time when she was shooting The Uninvited, she was pretty tanked. Wow. Um, But her life after that was a lot of DUIs, drunk driving. She drove into like a diner. She hit a car with a family and a baby. She was in jail. She was fined a lot. She had a fling, supposedly, with John Wayne that got John Wayne oh, in boy. some trouble. Oh, the um, So, yeah, comas, jail, fines, Gail Russell. Wow. Tragic And they make such Hollywood a big story. deal about her in yeah. the trailer. Yeah, I mean, I think she's great in the movie. Yeah. I think she's great. It's story of a tragic family past, a mysteriously locked room, cold chills, bumps in the night. This gothic Hollywood classic has it all. Pre-sales available through our website, filmsocietynwpa.org. Now we can go around and have our guests introduce themselves so our listeners know their voices. I'm Natalie. I'm Riley. I'm Elena. And I'm Britton. So thanks for joining us, guys. Um, so we've been working, what, for a couple months? A couple months getting ready for our annual Halloween costume party fundraiser yes. for the Film Society. So uh, maybe Elena, do you want to jump in and give some overview to the event and what people can expect this year? Sure. Well, it's basically the best Halloween party uh, Erie City has ever seen. Uh, this will be three years going strong. Three years. Um, we've got all types of uh, amazing things going on. We've, of course, got the costume parties. We've got celebrity and guest bartenders. Um, we're even going to play some flip cup. That's what I think I'm personally most excited <laughs> yes. to wipe the floor with people. Uh, we've got some spooky cocktails um, that, you know, we'll be serving all night. Bull riding. Bull riding, basket raffle. And uh, if you get your ticket uh, ahead of time, you can get a complimentary spooky drink and a complimentary bull ride. Yeah. Well, I have to tell you, I was at the Bourbon Barrel on Wednesday for Film Grain. It looks amazing in there. It is probably one of the best decorated spaces for a, a, a Halloween party that I've ever been in. It was set up as Hogwarts. Yes. So it's going to look like that for the Halloween party. Oh, is it? I didn't know that. I think it is. I, I don't thought think maybe they were going to change it over. I think he, yeah, I think he said he was going to. Oh no! Switch. Well, it'll be it'll be even better. The skeletons will still be there. I was yes. say, <laughs> there is this skeleton hearse <laughs> hanging from the ceiling upside down. That is super creepy. Super creepy. Well, our celebrity bartenders are Leatherface himself from um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Massacre 3. Um, And that's R.A. We've met. You guys have met R.A.? Yeah. We met him during filming Krampus. Krampus The Devil Returns. Nice. Yeah. Oh, Krampus. He's a great guy. Yeah. <laughs> it was a, I mean, that was a really fun time. I was here at Edinburgh um, on the newspaper. I was the arts editor. And the producer of the film was like, hey, do you guys have anyone interested in being extras in this? And of course, we're like, yeah, like, sign us up. So we. I'm in half a frame. Yeah. <laughs> Congrats. <laughs> She'll be signing autographs after. <laughs> <half a> <laughs> So you guys have met R.A. I assume he's a, a large...
large presence. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, really super nice guy also. He, he actually cool. really is a really nice person. Like, he <laughs> looks intimidating, <laughs> sure. but... Because when you're in Leatherface, yeah. Colin, <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. Like. Oh, that's the actual oh, title? Yeah. Oh, so uh, he's the star. Yeah. It's about Leatherface. Yeah. Does it wow. have his backstory? Is it like... Have you seen it? I'm pretty sure, okay. yeah. I've, I've never I've seen, seen any of them. Scary. On purpose. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, all right, so we've got Leatherface. We have Rebecca May Rebecca is going May. to be there. And Rebecca's Rebecca. going to perform a song as well, right? She's going to give us a performance. You have to show up to see what it's going to be. Okay, is it going to be spooky? I mean, it's going to be a Halloween-y, yes. spooky, I hope once I put a spell on you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nothing less. Nice. Nice. We have RJ Messenger um, from Iron Empire and the recent uh, undercover billionaire. Um, we've got Hannah Kirby from Ember and Forge. Rebecca Stein from Room 33. Got my good friend Ryan Bizarro and uh, uh, Kim Clear, who is running for county council, as well as Michael Keyes, who's running for city council. Uh, John Vanko um, of the Art Museum and the Film Society and all things green and democratic in, in our fair city. Monica Lewis. Monica. Singer extraordinaire. Jennifer Dorick, who was on um, our podcast a couple months ago. That's quite a lineup. <laughs> We're yeah. lucky. Yeah, so we've got um, amazing bartenders all night. So obviously your tips for this event will help the Film Society. So we're raising money um, for a couple things for this event. Um, we have advertised that we're starting a filmmaker fund to um, help local productions in the region in the future. We're still working out the details of that. Um, and also ongoing uh, upgrades and improvements to our film series downtown at mm -hmm. the Bourbon Barrel. It's been a, I mean, in terms of a fundraiser, it has been pretty successful for us in the past. We're mm -hmm. hoping to have the biggest year yet. All yes. right. But um, the first year that we held this party, we raised the money to install the screen. Yeah, to purchase. To purchase the screen for Film Grain nice. and have it installed at the Bourbon Barrel. So that was a really big year for us. It really kicked off the Film Grain series, which was great. Um, but in terms of this year's fundraiser, you know, John mentioned the Filmmaker Fund. We started raising money for this for Erie Gives Day, and that was very successful, too. Mm -hmm. So we're hoping to have the biggest year yet, which means we're going to have a really, a really nice pot of cash that once we do work out all the details, we're potentially going to be working with Erie Arts and Culture to determine um, how to have an application process mm -hmm. and how to disperse the funds. It'll be a sizable pot of cash. Yeah. So we're really come come down. Come down to this party, you know? I mean the baskets. So talk about the donations for the baskets. They're gonna be pretty good. Awesome. Texas Roadhouse. Texas, Texas Roadhouse. Roadhouse. <laughs> we got a gift card. We've got um Erie Philharmonic tickets. Uh, donated two tickets to E. T. which is I believe in February. Yes. Um so it's gonna be live live orchestra accompaniment to E.T., which is going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait for that. Um, so it's two tickets to that, plus some uh, merch from the Phil, which is great. Um, we have original art by Franklin O'Neill. Amazing. Yeah. Horror icon art. Some good horror art. Yeah, which actually one of them is of Leatherface, and he said <laughs> we could have uh, R.A. sign it. We're going to try to get his oh. autograph. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, what else do we got? We got money tree, right? I, a good old money tree. I worked so hard on making a Halloween themed money tree full of well. scratch offs. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> we also have some movie baskets. Right. Yep. Some uh, some DVDs and Blu-rays of films that we've shown this year at Film Grain. Eerie apparel. Some good merch there. Mm-hmm. What do we got? We got a hat. We got a shirt. T-shirt. Mug. A really cute mug. Like, yes, it's okay to love Erie. <laughs> we do have some sponsors for the event. Yeah, we have a couple sponsors for the event. Um, our Frank Media. Our, our Frank Media. Rob Frank. And Velocity and Network. That's right. So thank you big time to our sponsors. We're going to have food there as well, some themed food. Did spooky food. Spooky themed food. <laughs> so what exactly is spooky food? We're going to find out. All black things. Just black licorice all sure. night. Oh. Ooh. I'm down. I love black I love licorice. Black licorice. Oh. Good and plenty of the best candy. Get out of here. And also, it's uh, hosted by Charles Brown and Johnny Evans. Johnny! Yeah. Johnny! I remember the first year Johnny wore the weirdest black like black suit with, with a light with up. glow in the dark with <laughs> light did. up arms and legs like if he was in the dark and he were dancing it was pretty cool it's still his profile picture on facebook oh, is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh johnny yeah looking forward to that so it's gonna be a great party i mean if you if we get the amount of people who have said they're going or interested on facebook that's over a thousand people yeah it's so please come Please come. And we, so for our costume contests, um, you know, we give $100 cash prizes to like best individual, best couples, best movie themed. And then we have a best group that we're going to put together um, kind of a prize package for. And then the longest bull ride gets $100 cash too. Ah. I mean, it's a blast. It is. Do Are we doing the, like the red carpet, the Step and repeat. Step and yeah, repeat. Well, yep, we've mm-hmm. got two, two photographers that are going to be going around. Great. So we'll have great pics of you in your costumes that you oh, can yeah. put all over your Facebook pages. That's right. That's right. Um, I want to give a special shout out to Innovation Beehive because yeah. they've been three of three of which um, are on our committee and um, have helped so much. Well, so you. putting you guys on the <laughs> yeah. spot. Um, but yeah, they've been really helping us with social media, with announcing all the guests and the prizes and, um, yeah, helping us, uh, execute. It's been a blast so far. So I'm really excited. It's so, really so cool far. You threw it. Yeah. It's a fun thing to do. Yeah. Well, you guys are rock stars. Aww, thank you. And thank you to our committee members who aren't here with us at the moment. Jessica Hunter, All-Star, Justice and Danielle Cotterill. And Justice, also, we have some of his artwork that's going to be um, part of the basket raffle as well. Yeah. Derek Smith from the Bourbon Oh, for crying out loud, we can't forget Derek. Derek. <laughs> so thanks. This time of year, we like to watch the horror movies. I think all of the streaming services, um, they all have their categories. Um, I was just talking to Emily Britton last night, who's a huge horror fan, and she watches horror films every day this time of year. One of my kind of favorite, new favorite horror films I have to represent that her and her husband really like, um, I'll mention later, but it is Sleepaway Camp. 
if anyone has heard of it. Yeah. It is the weirdest. <laughs> but uh, an interesting take on that is it's a very, very early look at a trans right. uh, youngster and their experience in a, in a horror film. So we can talk about that later. But anyway, let's get it started. So, I don't know, John, you have a very long list. Why don't you kick it off? Well, I mean, are we just throwing, throwing them just, out I, for comments? Because probably a lot of mine are like maybe people don't know so i will just throw out my list of recent favorites and maybe we can talk about ones like from the past 10 years that are on each other's list and then maybe we can go into classics how about something like that my modern classic come on who the blair witch project oh yeah Mm. which by the way um it's 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 25th or no it came out when i was in college it's 1999 just like the what was the matrix 20 25 yeah. How many years is it? We're not 50. I'm sorry. It's the 20th anniversary no, of the Blair Witch Project. It's the 20th anniversary because I just went to my 20-year reunion and I graduated yeah. in 99. Yeah. So Blair Witch Project, has everybody in this room seen it? Yeah. No. No. No, Natalie. And I love scary movies, but I have not seen it. All right, modern classic. You got to check it out. So I'm sure this is not a surprise to a lot of people listening because uh, Blair Witch Project came out and it was definitely the first of its kind that made you wonder if it was real or not. Was this a documentary or was this an actual horror film? Because it was shot like a doc. The found footage genre. The found footage genre. One of my favorites. Um, Oh, Blair Witch? Well, yeah, and the found footage genre, I think, as a whole. Most of them are kind of trashy, but I feel like Blair Witch really captured a an essence in horror that hadn't really happened yet, I feel right. like, especially in the 90s. Well, right, and it was so scary because people were not familiar with that genre yet. It wasn't popular. It was the first one. So, And the internet was barely, like, in existence. Right. So they really had a great promotional angle online yeah. because there weren't all, there wasn't social media in all these places where you could just debunk something automatically. Right. So their marketing was really smart as it was, well. It was great. So I remember going to see it in the theater. And when we came out of the theater at Tinseltown, there's some woods behind the... Th- and we were running away <laughs> from Tinseltown and the woods. I went home that I night. I laid down in bed. It was summer. My window was open. I was awake all night long listening to every sound. I was... I was so scared. I think since then, I really don't like watching scary movies. That's great. That is great. I think that kicked it off. I mean, I never watched horror movies. That was probably the first one that I watched. And I was like, Mm -hmm. jeez. Never again. Never again. Not spoiling anything, but like that shot with just the guy standing is like such a chilling. It's the most simple imagery, but it worked so well. It was so terrifying. What about you? Recent. Recent. uh, Um... Recent-ish. Or classics. Or anything. I have a a 2008 one first, is what I'm going to start with. Um, That's kind of recent, I guess. Um, Is Strangers, or The Strangers, directed by Brian Bertino, um, who also created the alcoholism allegory horror movie, The Monster, in 2016. I've always, like, loved horror movies, but I've never really been, I feel like, as deeply affected by one as I have The Strangers. I don't know if it's because it starts with a, this film is inspired by true events thing, Mm -hmm. Or not. It's a home invasion subgenre, right? But I think for a home invasion movie, it's a incredibly well shot film. 
And a lot of the drama happens just as much in the background as it does the foreground. So it's like if you're really paying attention to it, um, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of depth in each frame there. Um, there's few jump scares, so it's more just continuously building this tension um, with a score that's almost non-existent because it's primarily just like the room noises and people breathing and running and like when a record player comes on like that's all you hear because it's so quiet amazing amazing movie and i think probably one of my favorite horror experiences it's a good one are they wearing a masks in that one Mm -hmm. yes yeah okay i've i remember the trailer with Liv tyler right and Mm -hmm. scott speedman and um glenn howarden from it's always sunny okay All right, so you instructed us to do two, John. I just want to remind you of the list. Yeah, I know. I know. (laughs) So I'm going to save my. I picked one that I absolutely love, and then I picked a movie that absolutely scared me to death Frozen. So first, I'm going to do my favorite horror movie is The Conjuring. Um, That movie messed me up when I watched it. Oh, did (laughs) it? I I was kind of toss, tossing around between Insidious and um, The Conjuring, but The Conjuring just really, I, I love um, ghost hunting. And uh, this is kind of based on a true Ed and Lorraine uh, Warren's, uh, one of their investigations, I guess you could call it. Uh, they had only like a $20 million budget and it blew up. I want to say they ended up closer to like the 300 million well, sure they've the made office. like seven spin-offs <laughs> sure, and yeah. been very yeah. successful yeah my um, mom's favorite horror movie by the way oh really yeah. really <laughs> yes yeah super spooky you've got all different types of views too you've got kind of that like so similar to the blair witch you know that like docu sort of but then you've just got like regular movie uh, scenes too so uh, all over love it it's a good one rain. it's a good one who wants to go next? Actually, I have a comment on oh, Conjuring, sure. if I can. Yeah. I feel like um, directors, like, in the late, like, 2000s with horror movies weren't mm-hmm. really willing to take a lot of, like, risks with it because mm-hmm. they wanted to just make something that would shock you and get you in, like, the theater. But I think The Conjuring is kind of what shifted that. Sure. Because I think since The Conjuring, we've seen a lot more cerebral, more surreal horror films mm-hmm. in theaters, which is really nice. And then I feel like a lot of the more by-the-numbers horror movies have now been, like, replaced by things on Shudder and on Netflix. So, like, you can still get them. It's just mm-hmm. I think we're now choosing to support and like different horror films like Midsommar. It's it's an amazing time, I think, for horror fans. Yeah. Agreed. With the director, James Wan, he mm-hmm. also did Insidious. He has just, like... There's this. The, Insidious the, is great too. Yeah, and it's kind of like the same crew kind of works together on all their movies. So you're like, oh, here they are again. Uh, I'll do a recent and a classic. But for a recent one, I really liked The Invitation. Oh yeah. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. I just I'm a big I'm a big cult gal. I love a good cult. Mm-hmm. And if that gave something away, sorry. But um. <laughs> <She's in one>. <laughs> <laughs> um. But I'd like because I'm a big fan of like the buildup of suspense. Like I cheap scares aren't really exactly my thing. I really liked like how it was just like you don't really know what's happening. There's not jumps really. It's more like that buildup of everything happening so i love the invitation we showed it when we did our series at the art museum um and we had uh the actress um there as well and i just met karen kusama which is the writer and director of invitation i love it it's good stuff i would place it um like maybe in a subgenre of like hollywood horror yeah. With like Mulholland Drive and stuff like that, like these dinner parties from hell, yeah, kind of stuff. 
I'm so happy that you said oh, the invitation. I love it. Yeah, it's it's the, like suspense. I like the suspense. For a classic, I'd probably say like Halloween, but only the original Jamie Lee Curtis. Not the remake she just did. That one was trash. But Oh, you didn't Ooh, like that? I loved it. I, I loved it. it really no, good. not her best. Forever her scream best. queen to me. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it just because it was Jamie Lee Curtis in it and I was like, Yes, this is cool, but also not as good as the original. Paranoid grandma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If that's what it was, it was just a paranoid grandma. Yeah. yeah. Fun fact, though, um, more frames animation, eerie guys that uh, are filmmakers, mm-hmm. they did the, I think it was for Comedy Central, they did the promo video. It was like, oh, for do you Halloween, remember for, for Halloween, the new the Halloween? New Halloween. Yeah. Oh, get out of town. Yeah, like, if, you should look it up. It's really, really cool. Yeah, it it's cool. It's a very cool animation style that they used, very new. Uh, very new style, so check it out. Yeah. yeah, I'm ashamed to say I haven't seen the new Halloween yet. I have. I've only Not seen the first one. Oh, sure. Shots fired. No, the original Halloween is amazing. It's, yeah. it's it's perfect. It's on my list every year. I guess when you try to compare it, I guess that's the thing. If it was on its own, it'd be fine. But obviously, you're gonna compare it to. I like, mean, you can never beat. The original. Yeah, I am. I hear you though. I have to admit, I, I I was not a horror fan for the longest time. I think the Eerie Horror Film Festival, when that existed, oh. helped me um, start appreciating the genre. And to Britain's comment, I really started getting into it a lot once it started to become more cerebral, um, social commentary, kind of psychological thrillers, as opposed to you know people in bikinis being chased around by a chainsaw and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Though I do love the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You didn't like the one with Paris Hilton? <laughs> I haven't <laughs> seen the, no. I've only seen the is first it, one. So I've like only House seen the first Blacks? Halloween. Oh, yeah, maybe. Too? Yeah. Yeah. Which I also have not seen. I love <laughs> those surprise. kinds of movies, too. Like, what's the one, The Hills Have Eyes? Oh. I love that movie. Isn't that like a incest movie or something incest horror it's movie or something it, like there's a bunch like, of inbreeding in yeah, a family or yeah, something yeah and okay. they kill that family mm, spoiler alert <laughs> uh, <laughs> um so i'll just throw out some of my recent faves that i i think fill in uh kind of what britain was getting to with kind of um smart on trend recent mm-hmm. horror like annihilation the witch wait is that a horror annihilation I, yeah Sure. I love that movie. To me, it yeah. seems more like sci-fi. But you're right. Yeah, it's, sci-fi okay, horror. Yeah. Probably one of the scariest things I've seen recently is that like skeleton bear. The bear with the screaming woman inside from yeah. Annihilation. Oh boy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Horror. All right. Yeah. I'll give you that one. That's a damn scary moment. It is really creepy scary. as fuck. You said the witch. The witch. That wow, was. Woo. Which oh, a I've lot of people don't like because it's not jump scary horror, but. I think it's brilliant. I think it. I I can't trust goats anymore. (laughs) My friend Amy does goat yoga, and I'm like, oh, no thanks. I don't know. It's looking at me. No thanks. (laughs) They have the eyes. They have the little slit eyes and the horns. They look like the devil. (laughs) Yeah. They like, and they are real. (laughs) Elena getting downward dog pose. (laughs) Oh my god, that's goat yoga. Um, I also have down Get Out, Mother, and Under the Skin um, were ones really recently that I liked. 
Who wants to go next? Under the Skin's amazing. And I think I hated it at first. And then I watched it again. I'm like, actually, wait. This is brilliant. <laughs> um, it's just, it's such like a, a simple film, I think. And then the it's... The score is really interesting. Yeah. The Micah, Micah Levy, right? Yeah. It's yeah, it's a good great. time. My um, second one is a older thing from mm-hmm. 1987. Um, it's called Deliria, but it came out here as Stage Fright hmm. in 1987, directed by um, Michael Suave, who directed The Church and the Dario Argento documentary from 85. He also was the assistant director on Tenebrae and Phenomena. So he's been like kind of linked with that Italian wave of horror movies and slasher films. But it's basically about this young actress who is played by Barbara Capisti, who's now a sort of known documentary director. And her troupe move into a theater overnight to perfect they, their play that they're working on. And then it turns out a killer from a local holding facility has also snuck in to this theater and has been masquerading as one of the crew members. So cue this owl-headed mask slasher villain chasing mm, a bunch of wow. actors and actresses for like an hour and a half. It's really fun, and it ends up having some really great shots and lighting typical of that Italian wave of horror cinema. And I feel like the trailer for it on YouTube is what you should definitely invest in, even if you can't see the whole movie, because you need to prepare yourselves for like the most wild saxophone solo <laughs> ever heard. It's so good. It's so good. Wow. Wow, yeah. All right. Well, see, that makes me think of um, one of my next picks, uh, because it has saxophone i don't know if it's saxophone but it is a br- it is a brass instrument in some wild and crazy uh in solo if you will um i was thinking about it i don't think this is a spoiler i don't think this is spoilers because it's not a big reveal like i don't i the instrument i don't think no i'm 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 this is a preamble to the talking about this movie so uh classic a scary unscary movie mm. rosemary's baby oh, yeah. directed by roman polanski yeah um so good called rosemary's baby so this isn't a spoiler but she is raped by the devil and has his baby okay her husband sells her womb with to, a cult with a cult with Watching. a satanic cult yeah. um <laughs> But there's there's so many things that I love, love that. about this movie. It was shot at the at the Dakota Building in New York City, which is a real place. It's where John Lennon lived. It's where he was shot. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a it's a gorgeous kind of scary in itself building. Okay, um, one of the things that's really cool. It stars Mia Farrow and John Cassavetes. He's a total. He's a yeah. Cassavetes in his own right is kind of an interesting figure in independent. Yeah, total (laughs) sleazeball. Well, okay, talk about sleazeball, right? Roman Polanski being the director, and the irony of this movie is Roman Polanski is an admitted rapist who drugged a thirteen-year-old girl and raped her, and when he was out on bail, fled the country. The movie is about a woman being raped. Mm. Some of the scariest moments are just the creepiness of her having these kind of lucid dreams oh, of yeah. the moment where she's like, this isn't a dream. This is really happening. And you see the devil scratching up her skin and the naked cult standing around and her and her husband standing there going, oh, this is creepy. And the lady's like, just pay attention. You know, like right. it's, it's, these, going along with it's it. these creepy older people, like the one woman Ruth, Gor- Ruth Gordon plays um, Minnie or... 
what's it? I think her name is Minnie in the movie, but this creepy older couple, yeah. and they're just trying to recruit young women. And Mia Farrow is completely; she has no agency in the entire movie. Yeah. It's it's com- it's totally different from horror movies now, where mm-hmm. I think you have more empowered female characters right. who actually end up fighting against whatever power is sure. there. She is a completely docile, does whatever anyone is telling her, yeah. including her husband. Um, and her doctor, even though she feels sick and, and disgusting, they're like, no, 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 keep drinking your health drink right. and, uh, you know, keep listening to your doctor. So that's definitely, you know, probably just the best. And like I said, I don't really like scary movies and it's not mm-hmm. scary. Mm-hmm. And there's no real big reveal. You kind of know what's happening. Sure. You know that he has sold her soul to the death, <laughs> you know, because he wanted to have a successful acting career. And that's what they said. We're going to make you a successful actor. But you gotta sell your wife's womb to us. And they do. And mm. probably the scariest moment is at the end. I won't give that away. That's No spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers. That's a good one. Okay, so the movie that scared me the most of my life, I remember being in my basement watching The Sixth sense oh yes (laughs) i people react to fear in different ways people say you either fight or flight yes i froze (laughs) (laughs) it's my that's mine i could not move all i wanted to do was to turn the tv off and i couldn't move i'm frozen stiff just like trying to get my fingers to like press stop and i couldn't it's the scene where um, Haley Joel Osment's uh, in his tent. Yes. Oh, yeah. And there's something going on outside of the tent, and I I, I blacked out. I don't know. I was so scared. Wow. That, so the I, I don't know. M Night just gets it done. <laughs> oh, M Night. Yeah. Yeah. He did have a classic age there. Too bad he's tanked since then. But, yeah, uh, that was definitely his. Well, Sixth Sense is one of the best reveals. Oh, for sure. And you know, think back when it came out, you right. nobody had done anything like that before. So. I will defend M. Night with Split. I thought Split was good. Okay. The Unbreakable, I think, is a classic. These aren't, uh, I don't know. Well, Split maybe is horror, but I don't know. Unbreakable came out, and then The Sixth Sense, and then... The Village. The with, the, There's The Village the and village, The Lady oh, in the, the Water. Good, Lady in the Water. Signs. No, no, no. The Signs. Signs. Ah, signs. I love Ooh, that was another one that terrified me, too. <laughs> Oh, signs is the best. I yeah. just like Mel Gibson in that. He was great. Yeah. He was yeah. goofy. All right. Well, I'll jump in with one that I think, Elena, maybe you would definitely appreciate. So this isn't a uh, typical horror, but it's called The White Ribbon. Um, it's from director Michael Haneke, and it depicts the emergence of national socialism in pre-World War One Germany. It's ambiguous horror for sure so it doesn't it's a black and white movie it seems like it's this quiet little village you know a typical village you know back in in the um you know 20th century and um it's scary for different reasons michael hanneke he did like funny games and he does like a lot of button pushing like i would say like Social yeah. horror movies. Funny games hurt Did you to see? Watch. It is so painful. He did the original Funny Games. Yeah, and the remake. And the remake, which we saw yeah, at Sundance. Sundance. Oh boy, I had no idea what I was getting into there. <laughs> but that probably is the most disturbing movie. So I almost like I got so nervous when we were watching mm-hmm. Funny Games, like because um, I have certain things that set me off, oh. like. <laughs> 
And like I was sitting in my seat like sweating. Like I had I had to look I had to look down. Oh. Like it, it really messes with audience manipulation like so much. Yeah. Oh god. Like whereas violence will occur mm-hmm. and the one of the um evil kids will pick up the remote and like or, or what was it? Like somebody escapes and then Naomi they look Watts at the audience escapes. and they're and they're like uh-uh, that's not happening. They pick up the remote control, like, aim it at the screen and rewind it and then, like, kill the person. Like, yep. they're just messing with you the oh, whole movie. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Look at the camera. <laughs> yeah, it breaks the fourth wall all the time. Like Zach Morris. So yeah. the, the horror of this extended into the screening because the cast came out afterwards. <gasps> and I think it was Michael Pitt. Yeah, it was Michael Pitt. A young wearing, Michael Pitt. A young Michael Pitt wearing a white glove. <gasps> I think, weren't they wearing their golf outfits? I don't know if they were wearing I think a full they, outfit. I think but he, he was, was throwing wearing, golf balls into the audience, too. Just so creepy. But yeah, he was wearing the white glove, yeah. for sure. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Well, I have another one. This is a wild card. This, this is my... Um, See, I love musicals, okay? And Little Shop of Horrors is one of my favorites. Great music, Rick Moranis. Um, The woman that plays Audrey, oh, I should have it here in front of me, but uh, she never really did anything else, but she has that voice. It's a comedy horror. Mm -hmm. Um, It's about a plant that comes from outer space that eats human flesh. He has to, uh, Rick Moranis' character has to find food for it and and make it... um, Keep it alive. But one of the best comedy moments from that movie is that Steve Martin plays a sadistic dentist, and he is the abusive boyfriend of Audrey. And um, Bill Murray comes in for one scene, and he is a masochist. So he comes in to get his teeth worked on, and he's like, oh, yeah, get in there. <laughs> like, he wants he wants this guy to go in and rip his teeth out. And Steve Martin, the sadist, ends up just like, being completely creeped out by it. But it is one of the funniest scenes um, with two actors that I absolutely adore. So great music, really fun to watch. I was way too young when I saw it for the first time. Um, But yeah, that's a a bit of a wild card. I have two more I just want to mention. I'm not going to like go in depth with them. But um, we'll we'll see. Maybe we want to. Okay, sure. Um, The first one is Neon Demon. Okay. Which is relatively recent. I would call that a horror movie, I think. Yeah. And then uh, Lake Mungo. It's kind of, it's a found footage movie. It's Australian. Um, and it is, I think, the pinnacle of what you see is absolutely not what you get with that movie. Like, you think it's one thing, and then just all of a sudden, it is something completely, completely different. It's a really fun film. Don't spoil this one, because I just added it to my Oh, yeah, no, watch it. Watch it immediately. <laughs> In Neon Demon, that's by Nicholas Winding Winding Ruffin. Ruffin. Yep, Drive is one of my favorite movies, and um, yeah, Yeah, I consider Neon Demon to be like a Hollywood horror kind of thing. Yeah, what happens when fame gets to your head and Mm -hmm. the things you'll do to attain it? I mean, for strangest one I've ever seen, like I I wouldn't consider it a horror movie. I guess more like suspense, but Killing of a Sacred Deer. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Strangest movie I think I've ever seen, but I did like it. Yeah. Moss. So. that director is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Watch all of almost his as weird as the lobster, but <laughs> which I couldn't handle that one, but. <laughs> <laughs> a little too weird for me, but. 
Can we go back to Insidious? I just want to <laughs> talk about the makeup. Oh, yeah. I was blown away by that demon's lipstick like, face. This, the black and like the contacts. I, it's the scariest makeup I've ever seen. Yeah. But it's so and very bold. Bold, but bold simple. There wasn't like a lot of prosthetics or anything. It was just like color. Yeah terrifying yeah yeah all right i don't else? know john you've got all so right, many so, on your list well here. you were I... talking about cults like um have you seen kill list i have not okay so this is from ben wheatley um who's a filmmaker that i highly recommend people check out but this is about a hitman and a year after a botched job he takes a new assignment with the promise of a big payoff of course that's a very familiar story um but Basically, he starts going, he gets kind of involved in um, touching on this cult that's in Britain. And we showed this at the Erie Art Museum. It was one of the first ones I showed. Oh, it's pretty much is this from? 2011. Oh, okay. It's dark, it's gritty, it's low budget, but it's like a hitman <laughs> story that devolves into like a cult, crazy cult situation natalie loves murderers and then especially when those murderers end up as being part of a cult (laughs) (laughs) grade a stuff right that's her jam great my go-to great there's a really brutal scene with a hammer in the kill list do you i don't know if you saw this one i may have if it was early on it was like our first program so you probably saw it i probably saw it yeah maybe you uh blocked it out i probably did I'll throw out some classics that we didn't yeah. mention, like Alien, Psycho. Um, everybody's seen sure. Alien, Psycho, The Shining. Oh, right? The Shining. Yeah, The Classic. Shining. I mean, classics. There, there's a new uh, Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep. It's called, yes. I love Ewan McGregor. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> um, another kind of for me when I started liking horror was The Descent from 2005. Um, this is a a women group of women. Nope. <laughs> Badasses nope. go on a cave expedition. Yeah, we'll never watch that. My wife and I saw it at Sundance, and we didn't even really know the synopsis of the movie. It was mm-hmm. where it world premiered, and that's what I think works so well for a lot of these movies. If you go what, in, yeah, sure. Yeah, and I like really felt claustrophobic Ooh. during it. Yeah, it was so well done. Like they're crawling through all these dark, you know, cavernous places, and you know they get stuck and mm-hmm. oh. Mm-hmm. And they're being chased by some things that they find in the in this expedition underground. <laughs> Recent nightmare, I woke up in an oven, like in in my dream. I was like, wait, you woke up from the dream? <laughs> I was laying down, and I opened my eyes, and I realized I was laying in an oven, like a kill, like a like a like like the oven in my kitchen. Oh, wow. somehow I could fit in it. Yeah, but I was laying down, but um claustrophobia man that's that's what gets me also the fact that i was potentially going to be cooked yeah yeah yikes but yeah i don't do claustrophobia Mm-mm. nope speaking Mm-mm. of ovens um the, the movie the black coat's daughter is a very fun sort of recent horror film it's um two girls i think one of the fanning daughters is oh. in it. um it's like they're in a, they're in school they're over in winter school. break because oh, oh, yes. everybody goes home. Um, yeah, and then the devil's there also. No, so. it's, it's, uh, it's the gal from, um, it's the gal from, um, oh my God, Mad Men. The daughter, Sally from, from oh. Mad Men. You saw it. I did, yes, I did see it. But it had a different name. You saw it when it premiered at Toronto. February. Yeah, it was called February. It was called mm. February. Yeah, yeah and it was Girl, one. yes, very it's good one. It's a great movie. Ooh, 
There's talk about a creepy scene too. Where talk people... about a creepy oven. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, good okay. segue. Yeah, that, that was a good one. It. That's a good one. It. That's a good one. Well, before we, we close, we we need to convince Riley to watch one horror movie. So, what do we think is the most accessible movie for Riley in her her homework? Fun. You'd probably like Hush. Oh, Hush is I a like home invasion. That's yeah. a pretty good one on that. I like, I like the use of sound. I think that you like one. really twisted stuff? Yeah, but I don't like to be like. We named there. a bunch of like ones that would yeah, fit the bill. I, I watch American Horror Story. You should come watch Which Midsommar like with us at the end of the month. That's not scary, but really fucked up. Yeah, that's. I, would, I could get into that. <laughs> I don't want anything like where I can lay in my bed and think. Someone's gonna walk at my door. And oh, that to that's me. the point of horror. <laughs> you don't want to be like Erica after the Blair Witch. <laughs> I get that. I get that. Yeah. You'd like us if you haven't seen that. Yeah. I'm trying to think of things I've I have seen. Have you seen Halloween? Mm-mm. You could maybe just get the classic. Just start it's gentle. Just, yeah, I mean it's um it's got the jump moments, but it's just kind of like you're. You're, this could be a good dip your toe yeah. into. I'm like Natalie. Like, I like suspense. The invitation yeah. would be a good one. The invitation for her. would yeah. be a good one for suspense because there's no like cheap scares there. It's just more like. And I don't like ghosts and demons because I don't really believe in that. Do you like? Because so. people are the worst. <laughs> They're yeah. way scarier than yeah, demons. I like, I, like, yeah. Yeah. I like people horror. I will agree with that. But <laughs> yeah. then ghost horror, I like a good murder. Oh, mm-hmm. I've seen. Um, <laughs> What's one where they wear the animal masks? You are next. You're next, yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. That's a fun I've one. It's it. an indie horror. Ooh, yeah. maybe you should watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre because of our celebrity bartender. <laughs> yeah. There you go. The Saw is Do you like weird esoteric shit from Japan from 1977? Because <laughs> watch House. <laughs> oh, man, House is a house weird is so movie. Fun. I've also seen, movie. what's the one where the girl in the house? <laughs> oh. And <laughs> when a stranger calls. Every she, other horror bro, movie? No, she's a, it's a little girl, and she, like, kills her mom. Mm. Orphan? Maybe. Oh, Orphan's wild. I might have seen Orphan. All right, so you've seen Orphan. <laughs> yeah, but I, I've never, like, invested in them. Or really <laughs> They're just them. playing in the background. Yeah, because I can't watch dishes. them. I'll be like, oh, good background noise. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you, everyone, for being here. Um, that's been our episode. You can buy tickets for The Uninvited and A Nightmare on State Street and the rest of our programming at filmsocietynwpa.org or at the door the day of the event. I don't think we mentioned that tickets for um, A Nightmare on State Street are $20, which include, as we said, a specialty cocktail um, and a bull ride. At the door, they're going to be $20 with none of those perks. And if you show college ID at the door, it's going to be 10 bucks. Um, next week, our guest will be award-winning filmmaker and educator Brad Pizzullo, the most award-winning filmmaker in Northwestern Pennsylvania. Oh. Yeah. And on our November 4th episode, we'll be joined by Brian Sheridan, chair and senior lecturer for the Department of Communication at Mercyhurst University. We're going to talk about the career of filmmaker Alice Guy Blachet. We're showing um, her film, Be Natural, in November. Make sure and follow us on social media. You'll find all the tags and links in the show notes for this episode. Until next time, this was Film Grain. This podcast is produced by Edinburgh University's Center for Branding and Strategic Communication. It's part of the Northwest Pennsylvania Innovation Beehive Network.